I took my friend Herman's advice, purchased supplies, and loaded up my half-empty freighter. I then traveled five miles west of the fort with my team master and Skinner's. It did not take long to locate Hoover's new establishment. The sight of this place amazed me. The place had an uneasy appeal to me, like an unknown world wild with chaos. The establishment was like a boar circled by hunters and hounds, all eager for a taste of the liquid to take them to the verge of drunkenness. Sitting in the middle of a vast prairie, a large crowd had gathered around a shady tent of a bar. A line of freight wagons, horses, soldiers, and a multitude of buffalo hunters all camped out around a makeshift tent. The only other structure within sight was a sawed house owned by the first settler of these parts, Mr. Sittler. After dismounting, I lined myself up in the next available spot to the plank bar. I noticed Mr. Hoover with his French-Canadian accent serving whiskey. I watched him move back and forth between customers, serving shots of whiskey at the front plank and filling up a tray of shot glasses at the back of the tent. I decided to strike up a conversation with him. I asked about his enterprise and how he came to this place. His conversation with me went in and out as men shouted over each other, demanding quicker service. It was in this state of total confusion he began telling me his story. I had learned of the fort commander's desire to stop selling whiskey on the post from Robert Wright, so I knew there was going to be a great demand to satisfy the thirst of men in these parts, Hoover explained. Mr. Hoover continued, The owner of the post supply store and post commander set out plans for a township in the very area of which we're standing. This was the agreement between Mr. Wright and the post commander. The post commander, Colonel Dodge, wanted to get the whiskey business off the ground. I felt it was my obligation not to fill the needs of a thirsty crowd, stated Hoover. This idea of the sale of alcohol meant I needed two things, a place to sell it and the barrels to supply it. I knew a freighter who had a wagon and went to Kansas City. I purchased a wagon load of whiskey and brought it back to Fort Dodge. But you knew you couldn't sell the whiskey on U.S. government property, I said. Right, Hoover explained. The western border of the reservation was five miles from the fort itself. So I decided to mark off five miles from the fort. To take a true measurement of the distance traveled, I tied a rag to a wheel on my wagon. Hoover then pointed to his wagon where I saw a red rag tied to the spoke of a wheel. So here I am today, explained Hoover. My first day of operation running short on whiskey, I never dreamed I would have so much business on opening day. I will soon need to expand. In fact, Hoover boasted, I'm going to have to start building me a structure like that one tomorrow. Hoover pointed in the direction of Sittler's sod house. Hoover paused for a moment and with a look of sincerity said to me, You know there's plenty of room around here for other men to establish themselves in this business. If a man had a freight wagon and a few extra dollars, anyone with a speculative turn of mind could join in on this enterprise. Hoover's last statement set my mind in motion. I began to think about the possibilities. That evening, before leaving to get our building supplies, two whiskey wagons arrived just below our campsite. My partner and I witnessed from a distance the making of a wagon bar. The driver jumped off the wagon and pulled a pin from a hinged door. The driver eased with care, a small ramp to the ground. We could see the wagon stacks of whiskey barrels ready for sale. 